Scott with SJ, Wildfire.com. Hey, I'm pleased to announce Pastor Larry. We've talked a little bit about Pastor Larry and his Bible study. He's been studying Ephesians 6 for the last three to four years. Good day, my friends. We've been talking about the peace of God that passes all understanding. God will not offer peace without grace. And we're going to look at a few verses that state that. Nor can man have peace before he accepts the grace of God. He must Peace only comes by accepting the grace of God. Notice what it says, and it's always connected with Paul's greetings to Christians. You always see these two words together. Well, not always. I take that back, but most of the time. It's in our book of study, Ephesians 1-2. It says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 1-2. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1-2. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1.1 Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter also says this in his letters, 1 Peter 1.2 Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Great grace and peace are the great twins of the New Testament. They go together. You cannot have peace without receiving the grace of God. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should, should boast. That is Ephesians 2, 8, 9. You must... Quit trying to reach peace in your soul by your own ways. You must accept what God has said. Jesus said, don't say that you love me and do not what I say. Many times did Jesus reinstate that in different ways. Paul says, for all offend and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely, freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So, now we hear the saying a lot when somebody dies, we say, hey, well, they made their peace with God. In a way, that's, uh, that little statement has rings a lot of a lot of truth. Because you have to make peace with God, because we are mankind is at rebellion stage with God. But for believers, I've been spending a lot of time on people who don't know Christ, because I'm sure there's listeners here that do not believe in Christ. But most of you are believers in Jesus Christ. So, let's go back to the battle. We know the battle is here. We know there's a warfare going on. 
We know that those who live righteous in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. And that's persecution by because it's enacted by Satan himself. Now, we don't suffer persecution in the way of others do in the world. Had a missionary come to our church from India, and he talked about how many times he was beaten, taken by the authorities, and beaten just because he was a Christian. Now, I pray that doesn't happen in this country, but it, we better pre -pre be prepared because it may come to that point. But understand, understand, friends, that we're still carrying the gospel of peace. We are to live our individual righteousness in the power of the Holy Spirit. We are not to resist those in the flesh who want to persecute us. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness. And always remember, the battle is God's battle. <clears throat> Exodus 14, 14 says, The Lord shall fight for you. You need only to keep your peace which means just stand still and see God fight the battle. You just have your far you just have your armor on. Deuteronomy 1, 29-30. Then I said unto you, Dread not, neither be afraid of them. The Lord your God, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you, uh, according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And before David even battled Goliath, he said this in 1 Samuel 17. He said, This day will the Lord deliver you into mine hand, and I will smite thee. The Lord will deliver. So the battle is the Lord's. The Lord's in control. But that does not mean that we don't have a responsibility that we're to avoid the battle because the Bible states the opposite. David had to go and fight. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're going to have a fight if we do that. And so we're headed into the battle. You put on the whole armor of God. That's a command that's been given. And we by faith need to suit up and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. An enemy as strong and as wise as Satan requires God's infinite power to go before us. And do not, even for a moment, think you can do it in your flesh. It says in Psalm 20, verse 7, it says that some trust in chariots and horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. 